Well, it's my pleasure and privilege to introduce my friend, Jill. And we have been friends since I was 18. I don't think she's a little bit older than me, actually. So, yeah. And uh, we've been through thick and thin. And I've seen development, growth, anointing, just joy. And you know what? A stability in Jill that has been a rock to me. And there's a dependability in her. I love her, and I'm glad that she's here tonight to release the word of the Lord. So let's say, we, re- we receive the word. Let's shout it. We receive the word. Thank you. I will. I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to enjoy it. Oh, we have a covenant-keeping God, don't we? We do. And we just heard he's gonna, he's in, he's gonna, he wants to deliver us. Jenny said earlier on about the blood... She made a good point. We have to appropriate it. And that's just the same as when we become a Christian and we've appropriated the blood, we have to appropriate his deliverance. We have to appropriate his freedom. Can you see that? Good. There's two little men up there. He says, this is about the two choices in life that life gives every person. Either you sit, sulk, and dwell on how unfair life is, to you, or you try and figure out how to make the bad situation work in your favor. So you can see they're both in a bit of a hole. And uh, the one on the left there, they've both got a rock, and he's sitting and he's a bit sulky. And that, bless him, on the right there, he's having a good go, isn't he? He's beavering away, and he's making his steps, and he's waking his way out. So... Those cycles that Jenny and Maria have just been talking about, this is, that's, him, that's us. Have you ever felt like I have? I have felt like I'm in a hole like that when I'm in a cycle. I've felt I'm in a bit of a hole. And that's what you mean by cycles, where you keep going round and round. But what I want to talk to you about tonight is there, is, there isn't two options at all. You do sit there or you do try out of your own strength. But God is a covenant-keeping God. And there is another option. There's not only an option to get you out of a hole like that, there's an option of not making you fall in it in the first place because God loves us, because God wants to work with us. So I want you to share with me um, this verse tonight, James 4, 7. I'm sure we all know what that says. It says, therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Right? I love this verse. If there's any verse that you would want to learn this week, if you would want to get this in your head, this is a good verse to do it. To do it. Meditate on it. Think about it. God loves us. There's a provision here. There's a strategy here for how we position ourselves, how we stand and how we move forward in our life. Or we don't. Right? But we do. Can I just say, it is not passive. There's nothing in this statement that is passive. But we'll hear about that as we go through. Now, you can see we've got a full stop. It says, therefore, submit to God. So it isn't, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil and flee from you. That, that's what we say. But it's, therefore, submit to God. So we've got, a, st- we've got a, a full stop. We've got a statement there. So because that, therefore, is there, it must pertain to something before 
So we're going to have a look at. So I want to read. There's a lot of writing up here. You don't have to read it with me. I'm going to read it. But I've put it up there so that you can go along with me. It's James 4, 1 to 6, which is the verses before the one we've just had. And it's the Passion Translation because it makes a bit more... uh, I love the Passion Translation just at the minute. So you're getting to share this with me. It says, what is the cause of your conflicts and quarrels with each other? Doesn't the battle begin inside of you as you fight to have your own way and fulfill your own desires? You jealously want what others have, so you begin to see yourself as better than others. You scheme with envy and and harm others to selfishly obtain what you crave. That's why you quarrel and fight. That's a bit much, isn't it? I don't do that. I don't do that at all. But, you know, the other week they should have asked me to do that. They should. They should have asked me. And I'm going to tell them when I see them, I'm going to say, of course, I never will, but they should have asked me. And, um, you know, I didn't like it when they said that about, I didn't like it when they said that about me at all, because I would never, ever talk about people like that, so I'm better than them. But, yeah, I think that's a bit much. But, anyway, carry on. So, we, so, yeah, so... (laughs) Yeah, it's why you quarrel and fight, because you want your own way. We all have desires, and that's okay. Do you know it's okay to be like that? Do you know it's okay to want to be chosen? Do you know it's okay to want to do things? Right? It's in the Bible. God knows we're like that. It's okay. It's in the Bible. God knows we're like that. You know why? Because we're in a world. We're born into the world. We're born into that world. We live in that world. This is part of our nature. This is part of our humanity. doesn't mean to say we have to stay like that, but it's okay if you are like that. Don't worry about it. God's got it all in hand. He has. So all the time you don't obtain what it is you want because you won't ask God for it. Oh, that's simple, isn't it? You don't get what you want because you don't ask him for it. Oh, and if you do ask him, look, you won't receive it because you're asking with corrupt motives and you're seeking only to fulfill your own selfish desires. Hmm. You have become spiritual adulterous. This is serious. See, it's about idolatry, this is. It's about being in the world or being with God. You have become spiritual adulterers who are having an affair an unholy relationship with the world. Don't you know that flirting with the world's values places you at odds with God? Mm-hmm. Whoever chooses to be the world's friend makes himself God's enemy. But he, God, continues to pour out more and more grace upon us, for it says, God resists you when God resists you when you are proud, but he continually pours out Grace, when you are humble. (laughs) So all that to say, therefore, submit to God. So in the con, it's the context is is of the world. The context is in being idolatrous. The context is in, and he's saying, for goodness' sake, submit to God. Right, and we'll find out why in a minute. 
So submit is not passive. It does not mean I give in. (laughs) You win and begrudgingly go your way. It's not like, you know, a little toddler doing their own thing and mummy catches you and, okay, I've got to give that up now. I've got to give you the crayon back and stop colouring on the walls or whatever it is. It's not a, I've been caught in my, in my tracks. It's, it's not that sort of submit. Yes, they do have to submit to mummy, but it's not that sort of give in. It's not that sort of submission. It's not about control. It's not about whether... I'm going to do what I want or I'm going to do what you want and the battle is there. It's not that. So let's have a look what it is. Let's have a look what it is. So submit, it means to subordinate. Now we've all heard that word. That basically means second place. It's taking second place. It means God's first, I'm second. It means, yeah. Reflexive, reflexively to obey. So it's not just obey, it's immediately. It's reflexively to obey. It's to be under obedience. It's to be subject to. It's to submit self unto. Submit one's control. To yield to one's admonition or advice. To obey, as in a military term. So that's what submit means. It's coming under. That's what it means. It's saying, God, you know best. Please do not look at submit as a negative command. It's a solution. It's a solution to a problem. It is. It is a solution to a problem. To submit is to pick up a tool or a weapon. We've heard about, I think in the, in the uh, Nissan um, thing, it was about God put, wants to put weapons in your hand this month. He does. This is a weapon. Being able to submit to him, understanding what submitting means in your life every day is a, a powerful weapon, and we'll be able to see what that is later. Now, it says live a submitted lifestyle. We've heard of a, a fasted lifestyle maybe. But I'm saying, please live a submitted lifestyle. God absolutely loves us. He wants us to submit to him. It is a safe place. It is not a scary place. He doesn't want to control us. He's a covenant-keeping God. He wants us to be free. To live a submitted lifestyle to him is a safe, safe place. So what does that look like every day? Actively. We need to actively say to him, God, I choose you over me every day. And this is all simple stuff. It really is. But it's not easy. (laughs) I choose you, God, over me every day. What I think, what I do, what I say, how I respond and I react. That's a big one for me. Because you do. Well, it's a big one for all of us. All my choices, all my circumstances. You over me, I choose you, God. My fears, my hurts, my pain, I choose to submit them all to you. And how do we do it? 
we submit everything for God's approval, first of all. Everything we do, think, say, choose, react, we're saying, God, is that okay? God, is that okay? It's the, it, do you know, we only need God's approval. We don't need man's approval. Right? That's a big thing to say. But we don't. We all, need, we all want it. But we only need God's approval. In saying that, we need each other's counsel. Because we only hear in part. So we, we need God's approval. He has to say, well done. He has to say, it's all right for you to react like that. He has to say, it's all right for you to speak like that, to think like that, to feel like that. It's him. And if he says it's all right, then it's jolly well all right. We submit everything for God's scrutiny. That's a good word. That means every nook and cranny. That means every little bit of it. It means nothing's hidden. It means nothing's held back. It's saying, God, this is how I really felt when that happened. Because you get through it and you get home and you get before God. That's saying, this is how it really was. And you can, can pour out your complaint to him and you can tell him. That's what submitting is. It isn't never, you know, submitting isn't not doing ever, ever anything wrong. Because I, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm going to make mistakes. But when I have, I say, God, I'm submitting it to you for scrutiny. I, I'm submitting it for feedback. I want feedback. We all love feedback. But God's is going to be good feedback because it'll get me from there to there. It'll move me on. It'll strengthen me. It'll deliver me. It'll set me free. And for correction, I want correcting. I don't want to keep doing things wrong. Do you? I don't want to. For me, I don't want you to. I don't want me to. We all don't. So everything we do, everything we say, all our choices for approval, for scrutiny, for feedback, for correction. You can't see that very much, can you? Oh, never mind. It says being submitted to God is intentional. Again, it's not passive. You can't wake up in the morning and just expect it to happen. Whenever you set your day, whenever you order your day, whenever you say, okay, God, here we go. This is another day. We're off. When you wake up in the morning, Sunday morning, you go, we're off. You intentionally, you say, okay, God, I'm going to submit my day, my life, who I am, what I am, how I react, how I interact, all to you because I want to walk in that. There's another place in the Bible that talks a lot about um, submission, isn't there? To slaves, to masters, and parents to, I mean, children to parents. And that's in Ephesians. And directly after that, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and, and in the power of his might. What's the power of his might? You living in subjection to him. It's talking about being submitted. It's talking about laying your life down. It's talking about being that subordinate to him. And it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. That's what you do when you submit. You put your armor on. You put your armor on so that you'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers and against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, 
Take up the whole armour of God every day that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. So to submit is positioning yourself to resist. When you submit to God, you're putting your armour on and you're getting ready. Now when the... Uh, there he is. Where's he gone? There he is. Now, Mr. Mr. Man, there. When he's when he's got his armor on. When he's put his armor on, he does not then curl up in a little ball like this and put his shield over his head to try and resist what is coming towards him. He positions himself to resist. He stands with his shield and he stands with his sword and he stands. And he positions himself ready to, to resist. It is not a passive thing. It is not a passive thing. We know this first, don't we? Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. This verse always reminds me of, I don't know if anybody's seen Jurassic Park Right, and it's that that thing that scene in the kitchen where the big Tyrannosaurus Rex is coming. Now I've got no idea why this is it, but whether he's got bad eyesight, I don't know what it is. But the thing is, is that that he won't see them if they don't move. And the little children, they're all like this, and they're just still. And he's prowling around and he's snorting. And if they don't move, he won't see them. That's not what resisting is. <laughs> That's not hoping. That's not, I won't bother the enemy and he won't bother me. That's not it. That's not. Because verse 9 says straight away, resist him. Resist him. Resist him. Because you've got your armor and you've got your sword and you've submitted to me and you're clean. Because that's what happens, you know, when you're submitted to God. You submit all your things. You're being cleansed. You're being strengthened. You're being changed. You're being delivered. You're beginning to understand who you are. You're beginning to understand what he says about you. You're beginning to understand that you, you, that you are weak, but he's strong. You're beginning to understand all those things. So you can take your stand and you can resist the enemy. So let's have a little look at resist. We, we read earlier um, in James, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Now this word resist means to rage in battle against and to oppose oneself and resist. Now, just a quick aside, right? God resists the proud. If pride is an issue in any way, please get it dealt with. God rages in battle against those who are proud. That's not a small thing. He rages in battle. Get it sorted. But this is what we're here. So God resists the proud. That resist is to rage in battle against and to oppose oneself against. That's what, that's, that is an aggressive stance. That is a, a tracking down, I'm coming after you sort of stance. Okay? Are we called to uh, resist the devil like that? So in the verse of James 4, 7, resist the devil and he will free from you, that resist is to stand, to set against, and to set oneself against, to withstand, resist, 
and oppose. That's different. We are not called to go demon hunting. Right? They'll pitch up anyway. (laughs) Right? We don't have to go looking for an enemy to fight. Right? We don't. We don't have to go every morning, right? Who's that and what's happening here? You know, go out looking for a battle. Right? We just submit to God. We put on our armor and we take our stand to what's coming against us. Because believe me, he will come against you if you're beginning to submit to God. If you're starting to do that, if you let God into your life. So we take our stand. We put on our armor. Yeah? We put on our armor. We submit to God and we take our stand. That says, I have absolutely no desire to fit into this world because God has set me apart by grace, through faith, since the day I believed that Christ died for my sins, was buried and rose again. We can take our stand because we know, because we're submitted to God. We're standing on the rock. We're covered. We're covered in him. We've appropriated the blood. We've appropriated our deliverance. We've appropriated his freedom. We're submitted to him. We know who we are. We know we're just, you know, a little girl. Or we just know our weakness, but we know who's standing behind us. We know who we can do it. And when he roars at us, we can roar back at him. That's what it's like to take a stand with the backing of heaven, with the angel armies surrounding you you stand there and you say yeah boo (laughs) so there's no need for us to go looking for an enemy to fight which I've already said God already has the victory now the enemy is an opportunist opportunist yeah opportunist he will always turn up just be ready to resist him we need to stand our ground. We need to stand our ground. Standing is not knees trembling, not moving, waiting for the attack. It's not doing that. It's not putting your shield over your head. It's not hiding in a hole. It's taking our stand every day. Standing is glorifying God in our lives every day. That's another way of looking at it. Standing is holding our ground, it's maintaining our victory, and it's declaring our freedom, right? Now, we're all in different places, but what I'm saying to you is, what ground you've got, what, what, where you are in God, where you are in your Christian walk, don't lose it. That's what it means. So we're all different places, but it means don't, it means Standing is holding your ground. So where I've been set free, so where I've been set free of something, standing is holding my ground. It's not giving ground back to the enemy. It's not going backwards. It's maintaining the victory that God has bought for me. It's, it's maintaining, it's staying where I am. It's not slipping backwards. It's declaring our freedom. It's speaking it out into the atmosphere. It is not. So that's what standing is. It's standing there, declaring the truth, holding our ground that God's given 
others, maintaining that victory and actually asking for more, actually pressing in for more, wanting more ground, wanting more things. Our focus needs to be on God and not the devil. That's very important. Our focus needs to be on our Heavenly Father. It needs to be on our walk with God. It needs to be. It's not looking behind every bush for the enemy. It's not saying... It's not a criticism, but you can't say, you know, you do something good and then you think, oh, I'm waiting for the backlash. I'm waiting for the enemy to come. Yes, he'll come, but don't wait for it. Look at God. You know, focus your eyes on what God says about it. Focus your eyes. We are in a battle. We are. That is our life and that is what it is going to be like. Just forget about him. He'll make himself known soon enough and you can stand and you can fight him and you can tell him to clear off basically right there's another psalm here it says it says the same thing this is god's heart are you getting it it's god's nature he doesn't change he doesn't change all the time delight yourself also in the lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart commit your ways to the lord trust in him So that's submit to him, trust in him. It's a safe place and he will bring it to pass. That's what he says all the time. Trust in me, submit to me. I'm not trying to control you. I'm trying to work with you. I'm trying to bring. And and that's it. He promises to do what he's promised to do. So it's 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 Nissan. So we give the God the first of our day. We give him the first of our time. We give him the first of our attention. And we put on our armor and we be vigilant and it's important that we declare the truth into the atmosphere this is i i find this massive if there's something i'm standing for if there's something i'm standing for to stand there and to say to the invisible realm if you like to say right i am declaring this into the atmosphere i'm speaking this out and i'm making sure you know it enemy i'm making sure i know it enemy i'm making sure that anybody else in that sphere in my sphere knows it and you declare it and you speak it out and you tell him and you tell him where to go so you submit to god you resist the devil and you tell him to go and what will he do he'll flee from you he will. So flee. This is a good one. We'll just look at flee. Not the itchy flee, the other flee. Right. Flee means, it means go away, doesn't it? But it doesn't. It really means scarper. It's just, you know, it's not just leave you. Not sedately walk away. Flee means to flee away, to seek safety by flight. So the enemy and all his hordes need to get away from you. They need to be safe. If you submitted, if you stand in, they'll flee. You're not a safe place for them. Good. To shun or avoid by flight something abhorrent. You are abhorrent to the enemy. He will have to flee. He will. To be saved by flight and escape out of danger. We're dangerous. God created us dangerous. We're going to live dangerously. You see, the devil is full of pride and rebellion. That's who he is. That's his nature. He's a liar. He's full of pride and he's full of rebellion. When he sees us 
continually submit our lives to God, it is abhorrent to him. He has to flee. He has to flee. He's got no choice. He can't stand it. He can't stand to be in the presence of someone who is continually submitting their life to the Lord for scrutiny, for approval, for correction. Do you see what a weapon it is? Do you see what a weapon it is? Because he can't do it. He wants to pull the strings of our life. He wants to get his hooks into us, and he wants to pull on those things of pride and rebellion. That is, he works with that. He works when we're hurt and offended. He works with all those things which I don't need to go into because you know operate inside of us. When we subject those things to God, when we submit them to him for his approval, for his remedy, for his changing, the enemy can't stand it, and he will have to flee. He'll say to me, the enemy will say about me, she's got it. She understands. She knows who she is. She knows who God is. It's, it, she's un- getting it. She's getting the revelation. It's a panic to him. So we move in the opposite spirit, which is the world, to the world. So we don't live in the world. We submit to God. We don't have a foot in each camp. You can't, so you resist the devil. You can't resist something if you played with it yesterday. (laughs) You can't resist something if, you you know, you allow it one day and not the next. It's not going to take you seriously. You submit to God every day. You can't. You have to not have a foot in each camp. It's so hard because... That's an yeah. The world is the world, and our flesh is our flesh. But God says, "Come away, come away with me. Come up here where I am." That's what He says, and that's our weapon. That's the the thing. That's the thing that He wants us to have. We declare the truth every day, and He will flee from you. So it's not who you are that holds you back; it's who you think you're not. That's sinking. So it's not who you are that holds you back. It's who you think you're not. And more to the point, it's who the enemy wants to try and tell you you're not. We submit to God. We actively submit to God. We appropriate it every day. We resist the devil and take our stand and he will flee from you. Amen? Amen. Amen. So can we all stand up? I'd like to pray. Lord, Lord, we are sorry if we have viewed submitting to you, if we have viewed that portion Uh, of submitting to you as a burden as something God that lose it that take that allows us to lose control as something that we are losing as something that we are giving away Lord I pray father that you would come and renew our minds Lord we we understand Lord that it is a weapon that you're putting in our hands
God, we, we, we open our hearts right now to just say we choose to submit to you. We choose to submit the way we think, the way we feel, the way we react, the way we handle our hurt and our pain, the way we deal with each other, the way, Lord, we speak, the way we speak to you, the way we position ourselves. Lord, we, we choose to humble ourselves before you and say, submit to you, so you will lift us up, Lord. And Lord, we choose to put on our armor. We choose to put on the armor of our salvation, the gospel. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for everything that you have done for us. And Lord, where we haven't fully understood it in the past, we we say now we choose to appropriate it fully. We choose, Lord, to submit our lives to you. We choose to say you and you only uh, are to approve of me. In Jesus' name, amen. But you know, Jill. I think Jill saved the um, the the punchline. I mean, I I can't get over that. It's not who you are that holds you back. It's who you think you're not. That was like a whammy. So I would like us to to just find somebody you haven't come with. You know what that means, don't you? That means find somebody you haven't come with and partner with them. Find a partner. Okay. Now, we often say when we're doing um, any kind of activation, you know, tell your partner you can practice on me, right? This time, I want you to look at them and say, this is for real. And we're going to just pray. You're going to pray silently for the person in front of you. And you're going to ask the Lord, what does the Lord think of this person? Now, let me tell you, he is absolutely blown away by that person. He thinks that they are absolutely awesome. That's just a little clue for you. You're just going to pray silently for them. You're just going to ask the Lord to bless them. And then you're going to smile at them and you're going to tell them what God really thinks about them because he's going to tell you what he thinks about them as you're praying for them. It's not, you see, they, you don't know what they're struggling with. You don't know what they're, that, that key. It's not who you are that holds you back. It's who you think you're not. And this little exercise is going to let the Lord speak over them what he thinks about them. So you're not looking for a great big long word. You're just going to pray silently for them. You're going to say, Lord, bless their socks off. Whatever they need, Lord, in their life, in their heart right now, Lord, I want you to meet their need. I want you to be praying that over them. And then when I tell you to go, you're going to look into the, into the, and you're going to tell them who God thinks they are. Just one or two words. Who God thinks they are. Look into their eyes, eyeball them. Yeah, but pray yeah. for them first. So everybody's eyes closed. He- just pray for the person in front of you silently, asking the Lord. Inside your heart, just be asking the Lord. Heal them, surround them, touch them, Lord. Fill them. Now just ask the Lord what he thinks about them and who he thinks they are. You only need one or two words. When you've got a word or two, just put your hand up. Just give you one more minute. 
Let's hear you think about that person that you're stood with. Okay, smile at your partner and just tell them simply what God thinks of them. It's not who you are that holds you back, it's who you think you're not. So tell them who they really are. The youngest one going first. Youngest one. If you haven't already switched and let the other person speak over you, please do that. Smile, look into their eyes. And when you've both had an opportunity to tell each other, then give them a high five. And for those of you who are watching on the web, you need to know that the Lord says that greater is he that is living on the inside of you. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he is greater on the inside of you than the enemy who is in the world. The Lord wants you to know that you're more than a conqueror. He wants you to know that you're the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You're not like the guy who was down in the bottom of the pit. He has placed you on the top in order that you can pull others out of the pit. Amen? Amen. God is good. Have you finished? If you're watching today and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal saviour, if you've never invited him to become the Lord of your life, then I want you to do that. I want you to say yes to Jesus. I want you to say that, um, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I repent of my sin. I'm sorry that I've lived my life my way. But I want to make a decision, a choice today to follow you. I want you to be the Lord of my life. Like Jill was saying, I want to submit to God. I want to invite him to be the Lord of my life. And I invite you in today, Jesus, to give my life completely to you. If you uh, have just prayed that prayer, if you're making that commitment, then I want you to contact us please contact the ministry. We are Kingdom Advance Network and our website is kanuk.net. We'd love to hear from you. If you've made a decision and to send you some literature uh, through the post, if you can contact us, that would be great. No? Good. So have a brilliant week. Be blessed. Submit to God. Resist the devil. And he will do what? He will flee. Okay, resist him. In the fight, encourage people as you go and have a blessed week. Amen.